theme for this year, the year of expansion. Have you guys received that year for 20, the word for 2016, that God wants to expand you, right? Faith, favor, finances, praise God. Please know that every time pastor does proclaim a word over this house from the Lord, it always comes to pass. And I love that about our man of God. He doesn't just pick up anything. He truly hears from the Lord. So God is good. Isaiah 54, 2 and 3. And the word says this. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord God, that you brought us all here tonight to receive from you. God, thank you that you've kept us strong as we fast and pray to you today. And God, let our spiritual ear be open to hear what you're saying. God, let our hearts be open as well to receive your truth and Father, we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. We all agree and say amen. So it is the year of expansion. Um, what does it mean to expand? Just as a review, uh, to expand means to increase the size of. It means to increase the volume, to increase the quantity, to increase the scope. And ultimately, it means to enlarge. Um, Isaiah 54, 2 and 3 puts out uh, instructions here, of course, enlarge the place of your tent, let them stretch out the uh, dwelling curtains of your dwelling, very descriptive directions here on what we need to do if we're going to expand, but uh, God showed me this when pastor gave us that word that uh, God cannot expand us until we first enlarge ourselves. So in order for God to expand, we have to enlarge. You, the individual, you and I, we have to expand before expansion comes. Amen. We can't do it when it shows up. We've got to be ready, all ready to go when expansion is our way. So spiritually, um, it says here to enlarge the place of your tent. Um, I've, you, this may come to a surprise to you all, but I've never been camping and nor has pastor. I, we're just not campers, okay? Um, have no desire to do it. It's not on a bucket list. If you enjoy camping, praise the Lord. I mean, if it's a hotel in the woods, I'm there. But a tent in the woods, I don't know. Any campers in the house, like tent, RV, pray? all right. Majority of my Caucasian friends, but that's okay. All right, we're going to stretch <laughs> and do it. Okay, all right. So, so um, I, I don't know what it is to build a tent, I, 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 uh, to pitch a tent, none of that. I had to do a lot of extensive research to preach this to you tonight. So I want you to take good notes, all right? So in Isaiah 54, 2 and 3, uh, you have to enlarge before God can expand. Spiritually, a tent can be seen as a current position. It's the place where you are comfortable with and familiar with. So let's go from the natural to the spiritual. You could be the tent, okay? And so, so a tent is the place where we're comfortable, where we relax. It's the place that we're familiar with. From some of us, where our tent currently is, is not a bad place. Some of us have worked really hard to get to this current position. Can I get an amen? Like you really did. You know, you, you're, you're really good. You know, God put us in a really good dwelling place. But you realize 2 Peter 3.18, it tells us that we are to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In other words, once you get saved or once you get born again, you just don't stay in that same current position. There should be growth added to your life. 
We are to grow in his grace. We all should be growing in his divine enabling power. We, that, that should be an everyday, every week occurrence that you're growing in God, not shrinking in God, okay? So we're to grow, and we're also supposed to grow in his knowledge of who Jesus is, meaning our personal relationship should be growing with God. If your relationship is the same place it was last month, Something may not be right with your prayer time or your fast time or your intercession time or your reading the word time. You should feel closer to Jesus than you did a month ago. And if you're not that state yet, make that a goal this year. God, I want to be closer to you. I want you to know me more. Praise the Lord, right? I'm going to give you access to my life more, God, so I can grow in my relationship with you. So the more you get to know Jesus, the more you begin to know who you are in Christ. Amen. So there should be enlarging and stretching. Um, in Isaiah, back to Isaiah 54 and 2, enlarge the place of your tent. Um, as I was reading this scripture, I realized that God's not more uh, that concerned with the tent as much as he's concerned with the place. The word says to enlarge the place of your tent. Um, the place, the position, the space. The area of your physical environment, your surroundings, your region, um, those, are the, those are some meanings of the place. It says to expand the place of your tent, the position of your tent. Um, the particular point of view is what I really want to focus on today. Our position is how we see things and how we uh, look at things and how we uh, acknowledge things. And I, I challenge you tonight, church, that let's change the position. Let's change our point of view where our tent is located. Amen. Um, let's go ahead and enlarge our perspective. Let's allow God's perspective to become our perspective in everything. Um, let's grow in it. Let's grow in the knowledge of who God is. Uh, as you grow in Jesus, your perspective should change. This is a sure sign of spiritual maturity when your perspective changes. Knowledge is learning what God has said or done. But perspective is truly understanding why he said or did it. And I'm going to give you some examples to understand what I'm talking about here from changing our knowledge into our, his perspective. Um, Psalm 35 and 27 says this, Let them shout for joy and be glad, who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Don't we love that scripture? It's awesome. The knowledge is the Lord is pleased when servants are successful. That's the knowledge. We just read that, right? That's what you would go ahead and comprehend that scripture to say, that the Lord is pleased when a servant is blessed. When you are successful, God is pleased. When you're doing good, God is happy with you. God rejoices over your success. Prosperity, success, meaning the same thing, okay? That's knowledge. But our perspective should be he allows us to succeed because it magnifies him. That's the, per that's the reason why. We understand what he does, but this is the reason. It says here, let the Lord be magnified. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of the saints? Yes, you will have prosperity, but it's so he can be glorified. Okay? Uh, here's another example. John 14 and 13 says, and whatever you ask in my name, I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. We love that. The knowledge is God's word says that whatever I ask for in Jesus' name, he will do. But the perspective, the reason why he does it, he gives me whatever I ask so the Father will be glorified. 
So once you start to live a life of understanding not just what the word says, but why God is doing it, your perspective begins to change. Let, let me give you an even better example that we can even probably more relate to. Um, James 1 and 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Sometimes when, the, when we are in the middle of trials, we know what the word says. It says, it says that it's okay. You will fall into hard times. We know what God's word says, but we lose sight of the perspective. The reason why we go through hard times is because God is trying to develop something in you. And when you're mature in Christ, you won't fall away. You won't run away. You won't stop going to church. You won't stop praying because you understand that, God, I don't like it, but I understand it's good for me. You're doing something in my life, God. I understand your word says not to think it's strange and fiery trials, but I understand that in the perspective of things, you are producing patience. And patience experience and experience hope. Again, like I said, it's a sure sign of maturity when you go from knowing God to go entering into his perspective. So I ask you today, when, when the Lord says to expand the place of your tent, expand the percept your perception of where you are right now. Start to see things differently around you. Start to understand that God wants me to stretch this year. He wants me to enlarge this year. He wants me to expand this year. Not because he wants to hurt me or to move me from place to place, but because he wants me to experience his goodness in a new way. He wants me to experience his love and his joy in a new way. He wants to let me see another side of God, that we should not be complacent with God and being okay with mediocre life, but God wants you to live a big, abundant life. And we're not complaining about where we are, but God wants to take you to another level. There should be growth in you. You should want to do better than you did the year before. You should want to go more places than you did last year. You should want to make more money than you have before. Come on. There should be a stretching and expanding happening for you. And you should know you are worthy of it. You are a child of God. You are the daughter of a king that God wants to give you more than just barely. Come on. You know he's a God of more than enough. This year, you should say, God, I want to step into that more than enough. God, I want to see you as that uh, overflow God, Jesus. I want you to expand my perception of what you could do for me and with me. So, so change it, change it. Um, expand, enlarge the place of your tent. Get out and see some new things. Uh, um, it's, it's funny, I took Isaiah to a really nice restaurant, and Isaiah is an Applebee's type of guy. He loves Applebee's and chilies. That, that, is, that is gourmet, okay? That's going out, chili, Applebee's, right? So I took him to another place where they have white tablecloths, and if you have breadcrumbs, they get the little scooper and they move, move the crumbs for you, you know, praise the Lord. And you know, all the waiters match. <laughs> And, you know, so, so, so we're eating, and, and Isaiah was so uncomfortable the whole time. This is recent. He, he was not comfortable. He, didn't, he was, like, sitting stiff. He couldn't relax. He's like, you know, and I said, Isaiah, what's wrong? He's like, Mom, I, I, don't, I don't like this environment. I don't feel like I, I belong in this environment. I just, I'm not comfortable in this environment. And so don't you know the enemy does that to us when we go to higher places? That all of a sudden the devil begins to whisper, oh, you don't fit in here. 
They don't have, they don't have, um, they don't have cheese sticks here, praise the Lord. You know, th this is not where you should be. And you begin to believe that, and all of a sudden, not just you think it, but you begin to look it and act it. And you get all tensed up, and people wonder what's wrong with you, and you can't wait to get out of there. But God is saying, no, 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 I want to bring you to the white tablecloth life. It's okay. I, the, the, Applebee's is great. We love a good burger, praise the Lord. But sometimes you got to get some steak. It's okay. It's all right. Sometimes you can have the people move the crumbs off your table. It's okay to enjoy the best things of life. And I know it's a small, simple scenario, but honestly, in every aspect of our being, we should have the same mindset. You should be like, you know what? I need to change how I see myself. I need to change what I think about myself. I need to think better things of who I am. I need to expose my children to more. I need to expand the place of my tent and change perspective. So Isaiah 52 and 2 goes on. It says, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. You know, curtains have spiritual significance. Um, they actually represent uh, interior truths of faith through the Bible. If curtains mentioned any, it's usually, it's, it, it, uh, curtains are used to, um, to shield and to protect. Um, you know, a, cur a curtain shields us from the sun. In Arizona, we know that, right? Um, the sun and the wind and the rain. And, and you know, real, I, our faith acts as a shield also in our spiritual lives. Ephesians 6 and 16 says, above all, taking on the shield of faith, which was able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. That is what our faith does. You all know that, people of God, right? That if you're ever encountering a scary situation, you're to put up that shield of faith or that curtain of faith, that the faith actually wipes out any plan of the enemy. But the word says, let them stretch out our curtains of our dwelling. So to me, it's not only saying that we should stretch our faith, but we should have people in our inner circle that are also stretching our faith. The word says, let them. That's a, that's a corporate action. That's, that's a group of people together. You, you know, this year, more than ever before, you really need to look at who is speaking into your life. And if people are not speaking things of faith, you might want to pray about how long you're going to let that relationship continue. Because now's not the time to let go of what God has promised us and what God has shown. It's, it's expansion. I, I, I'm, I'm like this. If anybody is in my world speaking opposite from expansion, I'm turning a deaf ear to what they have to say. Because I'm believing God is expanding not just me, but our church, our nation, our country. Come on, our state. I believe expansion is coming to the body of Christ. I'm believing our children are going to be expanded. I believe that God's going to move us into a new and better realm and region more than ever before. In these chaotic times, God is going to show himself strong. So let them stretch out. You better have somebody in your life that says, girl, I know you can get that job. Go ahead and apply. Let's just see what happens. Let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and try to negotiate the, the, the loan that we got for our college education. Maybe they'll take this amount. Come on, let's just see. Come on, everything's negotiable. Some money's better than no money. Can I get an amen? You might want to call and say, listen, this is all I can give you. They might just say, okay. I, I'm speaking faith. I'm enlarging. Pay that car off this year in Jesus' name. Start looking for your new home in Jesus' name. Come on. Praise the Lord. Stop dating that guy in Jesus' name. That's expansion too. Get married this year. My God in heaven. Come on, church. And y'all know I'm talking to those that are, you know, inhabiting in their tent together. It's time to go ahead and make it right. Get married. Stop fornicating. No one uses that word, but it is fornication. 
You know, it's funny, when Pastor and I met, and I met his mom, and his, I knew his mom and dad were pastors. I did not know what that meant at the time, but I just figured it was something to do with the church, seriously. And so when we met the mom for the first time, we were eating spaghetti. I remember it clear as day. And she looked at me, and she's like, Kelly, are you and Reggie fornicating? And I said, no. And she goes, okay, and just kept on going with her day. She goes upstairs. Your pastor looks at me and says, why did you lie to my mom? And I said, how did I lie? He goes, Kelly, we're fornicating. I said, what is that? He said, it's having sex. I went, oh. All right, moving on. Um, stretch and get married. That's my point. Stretch and get married. Um, stretch out the court. Have people around you that's going to speak good things into your life. Um, how do we stretch our faith, people of God? How do we stretch our faith? It's very easy. I've got three points to show you how we stretch our faith. Number one, you got to hear the word. Remember, we're stretching out our dwelling. We're stretching out the curtains of our dwelling place. We're stretching our faith. you got to hear the word. Make it a promise or a goal to yourself that you will be at church every time the doors open this year. Amen. Some of you are enthusiastic. Some of you are like, uh... But seriously, make that a goal that you will be at church Wednesday and Sunday, or at least every Sunday, because you know the average Christian goes to church three times in eight weeks. Now, we all know if we go to the gym three times in eight weeks, no one's going to know. Same in your spiritual walk, people of God, okay? Make that a goal. Let me get under the word. Let me hear the word. Um, Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Every time you're in the presence of where the word is being preached, your faith is being increased. Your faith is growing. Hearing the word is actually allowing God to plant spiritual seeds in your life. And then the Holy Spirit comes along and will water those seeds. And you'll begin to grow in God. And before you know it, you'll actually begin to remember scripture. You'll be able to remember stories in the Bible. You'll be able to encourage yourself because you've got enough word knowledge on the inside of you that you can pull on what's been deposited. So get in church. Don't miss church. Make it a priority. Get here every Sunday. Tell your kids, no matter what, we're going to church. Women, moms, if you plan Saturday, you will make it Sunday. You know, so become familiar with the Bible and your faith will increase. Meditate on the word day and night, the word of God says. It's not a suggestion. It's actually a command that we should be thinking about the word day and night. Praise the Lord. So number one, hear the word. Number two, work the word. Work the word. James 1, through 24 says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. You see that? Be doers and not hearers. When you just hear and not do, you're deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. And for he observes himself, goes away, and forget what kind of man he was. That's what happens when you, when you uh, hear the word, but you don't do the word. Uh, you listen to it, and you apply it, and you listen to pastor, and he's funny, and you like the jokes, but you don't apply the word to your life. It's like you looking in the mirror. Now, come on. When we wake up in the morning, and we look in the mirror, I don't think anybody wakes up beautiful and perfect. Can I get an amen? Typically, when you look in the mirror in the morning, it's like, ooh, got a lot of work to do. Got to get the paint, got to paint the barn, curl the hair, got a lot to put on the hair, whatever your situation is. There's a lot to do when you look in the mirror. So none of us look and leave and don't change. That's how the word should be in our lives. You should never read the word or hear the word and not change. You got to work on, because it's amazing, God, God will show you in the middle of a message exactly what your issue is. 
He will show you, if you're reading the word, exactly what your problem is. It's up to you to fix it and change it. Say, thank you, God, that word was for me. That's why I love being in this atmosphere here, because as I'm preaching, there's all these people here, and there's probably 40 different things that people are going to get in different ways, because God knows exactly what you need. That little nugget from heaven was for you. Didn't make any sense to the person next to you, but you know what was going on in your life, right? So you got to work the word. You got you to gotta work the word. You got to make it work. You got to increase your faith. You got to use it and say, okay, I'm not just going to look at the word. I'm going to actually apply it to my life. That's what I mean by working the word. The other thing you got to do to stretch the curtain of your faith is you have to test the word. Test the word. You, you can test the word. You're not contesting God saying, oh, God, I double-dog dare you. If you do. That's contested. You're going to test the word. You know, the best place to find the scripture for this is in Malachi 3, 9, and 11. That's the only place where God says, test me. He's talking about giving. He says, test me and see if I don't give you exceedingly, abundantly. That's the wrong scripture. But he, open the floodgates. Praise the Lord. That's what he says. And, but but the, my point is, God says, test me in this. Which tells me we can test the word out. If God has been telling you to step out on faith, step out on faith, step out on faith, maybe you should go ahead and test him and see if the faith will work, if the word will come to pass. If God has been telling you for a long time to make a shift in your life and you're afraid to because you can't see it logically coming to pass, you know our God does not operate in logic. Our God's a supernatural God. He most all the time does not make any sense. But if you test him and say, God, I'm not testing your character, but I'm testing the word. Not for you, but for me. This is my test. I'm going to see if your word is real in my life. And let me tell you, God will not fail you. His word cannot lie, people of God. It will will come to pass in your life. Testing the measure of your faith. Increase your faith. Consider it joy. Come on. When, you're, when you face trials and your faith is tested, remember, that's the knowledge. But the reason why your faith is tested is because it's producing perseverance in your life. And once you get that perceptive truth in, in you, you can say, God, okay, I understand that I'm going through a trial and a test, and I, I, don't, I don't know what you're doing, but I understand why you're doing it. I'm going to say that again. God, I don't know what you're doing, but I understand why you're doing it. You're trying to grow me up. You're trying to make me stop being a baby. Come on. You're, you're trying to expand me. Isn't it amazing the moment you say, you have expansion, and God just brings all kinds of stuff to you? Like, okay, sometimes expansion means stop doing this. And you're like, God, but I want to expand. God said, no, no, no. You, in order for you to expand, you've got to stop doing what you know I've been telling you for months not to do. Isn't God good? And then it reminds you, expansion. And you're like, wait, God, I'm reversing. No, 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 he's expanding. Then the next part of the scripture says, do not spare. Do not withhold. Do not keep. I thank God that we have generous people in the house. If you're generous, give yourself a hand praise. Nothing to be wrong. You're generous. I'm not talking just money. I'm talking time. I'm talking advice. I'm talking with people. It, it, it's a sacrifice to encourage people all day long at work. But if you love it doing, you're generous, okay? So that's not my issue. God is so good. As I read this and studied this, uh, uh, it, 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 do not spare. It doesn't just mean do not withhold or do not keep. It also means don't back up. This spoke to me, people of God, that in this season and this year, it's not time to back up. Nobody here is going backwards in Jesus' name. I'll say that again. Nobody here is going backwards in Jesus' name. And understand this, because the word expansion has been spoken over this house, 
Don't you think that the enemy who is defeated is going to try everything he can to get you to the opposite of expanding? God says, stretch out. The enemy's saying, nope, come on back. God's saying, go forth. The enemy's like, no, 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 don't go out there. Expansion's been spoken, so the enemy wants you to do the opposite of what the word said. But Philippians 3, 12 through 13 says this, not that I have already attained or am I already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold on what Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind me and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Now, I love this passage of scripture because this is a don't back up scripture. Matter of fact, look at your neighbor right now and tell them don't back up. This is a don't back up scripture. Here it is, Paul saying, listen, I don't have it all together. And I know I'm not perfect. I know I have some issues, and I know God's got a lot to do with me. And I haven't got to where God even wants me to be yet. But one thing I'm not about to do, I'm not about to turn around and go back to where I started. Can I get an amen? And we should have that same attitude, people of God. We should be like, God, I'm not, I know I'm not where I want to be right now in my life, and I'm not where I should be maybe, but one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not turning around and going back to what I used to be, and back to what I used to do, and back to who I used to be with, and back to who I used to do things with. I'm not going in reverse. I am not going to go back to my vomit. Come on, people of God. I'm not going to go back away to my old ways and my old thoughts and my old habits. No, no, no. I'm a new creature in Jesus' name. All all things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. I am not the same person I was a day ago, an hour ago. God is increasing me in the name of Jesus. I refuse to go back and be crazy. I refuse to go back and have a nasty attitude. I refuse to go back and be stingy with my money. No, no. God's done too much. And I'm not going back. Come on, tell your neighbor, I won't go back. I won't go back. That thing that you know God delivered you from last year and you're having dreams about it, rebuke that in Jesus' name. That thing has been pulled down in the name of Jesus. There is no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. Rebuke that thought and tell the devil, I'm not going back in my thought life. I'm not going back. I'm expanding. I'm enlarging. I'm growing. I'm maturing. I'm changing my perspective. I'm going to have more faith. I'm going to have more joy. I'm going to have more love. I'm going to have more confidence. I'm going to have more healing. I'm going to have more finances. I'm going to have more prosperity. I'm going to have more encouragement. God, expand me in the name of Jesus. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And you'll know it when you start to have thoughts that you know God took you away from. Weird thoughts that you know God delivered you. Thoughts of stuff you haven't thought of in a few years. And all of a sudden it pops up. You say, uh, 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 no, 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 no. I'm not going back. I see you, devil. You are a lie. There's no power in you. You're rebuked in Jesus' name. You are under my feet. You have no authority. I am moving forward in the name of Jesus. It's the year of expansion. And God is going to expand me and my children and my children's children. If you believe that, come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. I'm not going back. No more bad dreams in the name of Jesus. Come on. No more fears. You know you got delivered of that fear, and all of a sudden that fear comes out. That's the devil saying, oh, don't expand. You say, no, I am expanding. 
and I'm casting down every imagination that may exalt itself above the knowledge of Jesus Christ. How do I say that? Because I'm in my word. Come on, my tent stretch. I got my, my, my curtains are out. I, I know the word. I know what the word of God says. The faith, my faith, the curtains of my faith have been stretched. My faith is enlarging. Come on, I'm not afraid anymore. I've got faith bubbling on the inside of me. There's point. God showed me some things a few years ago, and I didn't come to pass yet, but I'm believing God. This will be my year in Jesus' name. It's been tearing for too long. Some of you have been believing God for things for a decade. I proclaim in the name of Jesus that 2016 is a year that it will come to pass in Jesus name oh God I thank you father in advance for the expansion I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not talking about the bar. I'm talking about in fear. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not talking about smoking cigarettes. I'm talking about uh, bad talking people. I'm not going back. I'm not going to be talking about people behind their back anymore. I'm not going back. God deliver me from that. I'm not going back. I'm not talking about going smoking some crack. I'm talking about having a nasty old mean attitude. I'm not going back. God sent something in my life. God sent something in your life, people. God, you got to hold on to it and refuse to go back. Tell your neighbor, expand. And then it says, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Then, you know, I, again, remember I started by saying this. I've never been camping. And please don't invite me to go with you because I won't. <laughs> but lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. I found out today... Thank God for Google, praise the Lord. The bigger the tent, the longer the rope and the stronger the stakes. So it actually matters. You can't just get a little bitty rope and little bitty stakes for a big old tent. Now I know for you all that might be common sense to you, but not for me, the non-camper, praise the Lord. It says you cannot get the, big, the bigger the tent, the longer the ropes, the stronger the stakes. I'm asking you, how long are your ropes going to be this year? <laughs> That's a good question. How long? Are you going to go with medium size because you're not sure what God might do? Or are you just going to get the more than enough? And if I need extra later, fine. But I'm just going to go out and just go ahead and get the whole ball of rope. Because I'm believing God's going to do great things in my life. Are you going to get the little medium stakes? Or are you going to get the big old huge giant stakes? Are you going to get the big stakes that people are going to wonder, what are you trying to do? Oh, you're saying, oh, I'm, I'm planting my tent. I'm, I'm enlarging because I realize that the bigger my tent is, the bigger my foundation, the stronger it has to be. And if I don't have a strong foundation, my tent can't expand. And that means any time of wind that comes my way and winds in life will come my way, my tent will be knocked down. But my tent's not being knocked down this year in Jesus' name because I'm going to properly set my tent in the right place. I'm going to get the right equipment. Come on. I'm going to get the right things that I need. I'm going to put my stake deep in the ground, and I'm not going to just do it in one place, but every corner of my life is going to be founded and grounded and rooted and secure in Jesus' name. No more will I be weak in my faith. No more will you be going off and tripping for no reason. Listen, in this season, Proverbs 24 and 10 says this, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. But I'm here to proclaim to you right now that that will not be your story this year. You are going to be the type of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know that he is going to let you do all things, but your perspective is, I can do all things because he strengthens me. It's greater is he that is in
in me than he that is in the world. No longer am I going to run away and tuck my tail and run when things don't go my way. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be secure. The tent God is giving you needs to be big. It needs to be big enough not just for you, but for your family. And not just for your family, but for your neighbors. And not just for your neighbors, but for your church. How big do you see your tent this year? How big do you see it? How big do you want to grow in God? You realize that he can only do what you say, what you're working with. He cannot expand you more than you are willing to expand. Pastor said on New Year's Eve, expansion hurts. It's stretching. Stretching's not great. Stretching's not good. Some of us moms still have stretch marks. Can I get an amen? But we had that baby, didn't we? Praise the Lord. So how to expand? How are we going to expand? Number one, you got to enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge your point of view. Expand your attitude. Make God's perspective your perspective. The next time you're going through something, people of God, and you see, you see what's happening, and you know the word says to think it not strange and fiery trials come, and it's out of nowhere. Because isn't that funny how we as Christians, we know that scripture? But when things come out of nowhere, we wonder why. And we say, well, what happened? What did we do? God, are you mad at me? No, I just told you my word. Don't think it's strange. Meaning it's not weird if you go through something. Your perspective is, oh, God, you must need to expand my patience. You've got to expand my hope, my faith in you. And God, it's okay. I'm telling you, the sooner you tell God it's okay, the sooner the tribe will go away. Can I get an amen? Okay? Expand in larger place. Number two, how to expand. Stretch the curtain, stretch out the curtain of your faith. Stretch your faith. People of God, this year more than ever, let's be here to hear the word. Let's be here to hear the word. This crew right here, let's be the OGs because we're believing God's going to expand even in here. Amen? Because midweek really does matter. I don't know how people make it through life going to church one day a week. I really don't. I don't know how they do it. I, I, would, be, I would be backslidden, and I'm your pastor. If I did one, one day, I can't do one day. I got to have two days because God knows me. Because the moment I got it and I'm getting it, I forget, so I got to get back to be reminded. Praise the Lord. Am I the only one? I, I'm not, there, I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm being true to thy own self. I'm looking in the mirror and saying, yes, I got to be here twice to get it. And then Wednesday is so good, it can last me till Saturday. <laughs> and then Sunday, I'm here again three times, praise the Lord Jesus. I need to hear it three times, praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but stretch out, hear the word. Now work the word that you hear. Once you get the word when you're leaving here, don't just leave, that was a good message. No, no, no. You drive home thinking, how can I apply that to my life? Where in my life do I need this application? What am I going through right now that, I, that Pastor Kelly said that I could actually apply to my situation? And how am I going to do that? You're working the word. You're working the word. Thirdly, stretch your curtain of your faith. You're going to test the word. Okay, God, well, well you said that you're going to enlarge my territory. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to test you, and I'm going to step out, and I'm going to start working on enlarging my place. Let's see what you do. I, let me tell you this. God loves that. God loves you. Let's see what you do, God. He loves it. Because it's almost like not a challenge, but he's like, okay, good, finally. You're going to have the faith to believe what I've said to you. And then the third thing, do not spare. Don't back up. Remember, we're not going to back up. And the fourth thing, we're going to lengthen our cords, strengthen our states. No more fainting in the day of adversity. No more fainting in the day of adversity. I'm speaking that over someone specifically today. No more fainting in the day of adversity. There's someone here right now that has a pattern. 
And the pattern is, I'm good for six weeks, and after about six weeks, I fall, and the same thing over again. And then I'm out of church for about two, three weeks, and then I get back up, and I'm good. And for, It's a six-week pattern. There's somebody here. If that's you, don't be ashamed. You can raise your hand. It's about every six weeks. It's a pattern you fall into. It's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm just going to pray and believe that that pattern is broken in Jesus' name. Is that person here? I know they're here. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. Same pattern. Same pattern. Father, right now, I thank you, Lord God, that that pattern is broken in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord God, that that pattern is stopped in the name of Jesus. No more fainting in days of adversity. No more expecting things to be perfect and that things go wrong just one little way, getting upset and leaving the church. No more in Jesus' name. It's over. It's done. Praise the Lord. So the word then says, it says this, enlarge your tent, let them stretch out curtains, do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your, your, your stakes, and then it says, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit nations and make desolate cities inhabited. Remember, I started this, this teaching and I told you that God cannot expand unless you first enlarge. All these instructions come in the scripture. And then the word says, you shall expand to the left and to the right. People of God, let's go ahead and step out. Let's do it. Let's look at our life and say, God, I'm going to do everything that your word says. I'm going to prepare for what you have for me. I'm not going to wait for it to fall into my lap and then get ready. God, it doesn't work that, like, that way. Come on, people. God. I was talking to somebody about, you know, of course, winning the lottery. Praise the Lord. And when you're talking to unsaved people, that's a great topic to bring up because everyone's talking about it. And I asked this person who's not a believer, I said, well, what are you going to do if you win the lottery? And this person said, oh, I'm going to buy my family houses, and then I'm going to go shopping, and I'll probably, I'll probably travel. And I'm thinking, and I told them, oh, well, God can't give you the money because you don't have a plan. I said, oh, you got to have a plan of what you're right? Like you can't say, I need one point. You, you got it. You got it. Right when that hit, you, you should be saying in your mind, oh, I'm about to buy this mall down the street. I'm going to gut it out. I'm going to have the, the castle closer for the children. I'm going to have a clinic in there. I'm going to have our own clothing line. Come on, kingdom clothing. I'm just saying, y'all be working at the mall. Praise the Lord. You uh, go to church on lunch break. I'm just, you know, I'm going to have the most amazing church. You, why not? You, you should have the type of mind that, oh, 1.5 billion? Oh, got that. No problem. I know exactly what we'll do. We're going to build again. I might buy a network, praise the Lord. And you all know, Pastor Steele's buying a football team. Come on. That, we, we have a plan. We'll be the first African-American family to own a football team. And they're putting it in Alabama. We already have a name for the team. My point is this. If you want, you got to have it all ready. Vision, look, provision looks for vision. You gotta have it all made up in your mind what you're doing, and then God says, okay, purpose. I'm gonna go ahead and release what you need. You can't just be up there and I'm gonna buy clothes. What? This is money with a mission. Come on, y'all. We're, we're doing more than buying clothes. I'm going to buy a clothing plant and create my own clothing. You know, I'm just thinking we should just give this money to the national debt. I'm just saying, I mean, I know it won't make much of a difference, but I'm thinking if we got this money, let's pay off some countries. And all serious people of God, I know what God is going to do for us. And I feel it so strong that it's almost, almost scary in a good way. Because I don't want any of us to miss it. 
I want us to all be on board, ready to go. I want our kids to see the goodness of God through this word. Tell, tell your children they're going to expand as well. I see a little baby praising God back there. Yes, you will expand in Jesus' name. Every head down. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you, Lord God, that we've been taught tonight, Father, on what to do, what we need to do before you can enlarge us, increase us. And Father, I love the favorite part of the scripture is, Father, your word says that not only are you going to enlarge us from the east and the west, the left and the right, God, but you are going to bring life back to desolate cities. Thank you, Father, that you would use us to speak life into the people that make up your city, those that have nothing in their hearts, nothing in their minds, that you, once we begin and continue to expand in you, will use us to be salt and light, to teach your truth, to teach your word, and to continue to grow your kingdom. Father, we thank you. If you're here tonight, you don't know Jesus Christ, the best thing you can do is give your life to Jesus. 